Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, everybody. It's great to see you all. Uh, today is the most successful day in the history of AEW. It's one of the most important days ever in pro wrestling. I can't wait to talk to you about tonight's show. I had a couple notes. Um, a lot of you know, I've lived in London. London is a home to me. It's a home to Fulham Football Club. It is, it's become a home to the Jaguars uh, every year and to Jaguars fans. Uh, but the home of the Jacksonville Jaguars is Jacksonville. The original home of AEW is Jacksonville. And one of my homes, I live in Jacksonville, Florida. And yesterday there was a senseless tragedy in Jacksonville. I'm sure everybody has heard about it. I think the whole world has heard about it. And that has been first and foremost on our minds. Uh, three people lost their lives in a senseless tragedy in Newtown and Jacksonville. And I'm very sorry. Uh, and for everybody near and dear to those people, I'm so sorry for your loss. And Everybody in Jacksonville, I think we can all hopefully come together and agree uh, there's no place for that in this world. Uh, and also, I would like to say, uh, I can't comment on it at this time beyond what I'm about to say. Yes, there was an incident backstage uh, before we went live on tonight's show. We are investigating it until I learn more about what happened. I can't really address it at this time, so I can't comment. But I did want to be honest with you and tell you that is the case. What I can talk about what is first and foremost from a wrestling standpoint tonight. This is a historic occasion. Tonight's attendance was eight, uh, 81,035 paid fans. At over 81,000 paid, that makes the largest paid attendance in the history of the pro wrestling business. It is a huge milestone. There have been countless pro wrestling shows all over the world, and this is the first time on record that we can find anyone is sold over 81,000 tickets. There were also several thousand comps, uh, as well as uh, hospitality. And with the staff and everybody in the building, we'd estimate about 90,000 people in Wembley Stadium today. But at over 81,000 paid, 81,035 to be exact, this is a milestone in the pro wrestling business. This is the largest paid crowd ever on record. And it is the beginning of something special, hopefully, uh, for many years to come. As we announced, AEW will return here to Wembley Stadium in one year. We'll be back on the bank holiday Sunday again next year, August 25th. Uh, I'm very excited about that return to talk to you more about that. And uh, before I begin tonight's scrum, I just had a statement about tonight's show and the great tradition that began at the original All-In. As I said when I announced the show, 
All In began with four great pioneers, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and the Young Bucks. And they put together a great show roughly five years ago, five years ago next weekend, that changed pro wrestling. The original All In five years ago was the largest independent pro wrestling show of all time. Today, five years later, AEW All In is the biggest pro wrestling show of all time, period. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, the AEW world champion, MJF. That's progress. Oh, God. I guess it is progress. Okay. Here's the deal. I was just in the biggest main event in the history of professional wrestling. This is a very, very hyper... God, my neck fucking hurts. This is a very hyperbolic sport filled with hyperbolic bullshit people that will make claims like that. For crying out loud, Hulk Hogan, I think, recently said that he was in Japan and America on the same day, somehow. <laughs> Great guy. Um, but um, um, I can say that earnestly and honestly to you guys. Uh, and it's not hyperbole. And the fact that I can say that feels right. We're not just an alternative. We are a gang of fucking misfit toys of guys that should have been never was guys that should never be in the position that we're in today and yeah sometimes we don't get along newsflash i'm sure you motherfuckers got people at work you want a fucking headbutt in the mouth but the fact of the matter is yeah we are misfits but guess what we come together and we put on the best fucking professional wrestling shows this world has ever fucking seen and I put my fucking name on that. You want to know why I put my name on that? Because I'm ready to step the fuck up. I'm ready to be the face of this company. I'm ready to be the face of the mayhem of the misfits. As long as this motherfucker ponies up the money. But that is neither here nor there. That is neither here nor there. I am so proud of not only me because, duh, that was like a fucking sick main event. And I'm awesome. And I won. But I am proud of every single ditzy, weirdo, fucking nut job motherfucker in that locker room because like i said we might not get along we might not be fucking picture perfect and squeaky clean but we put on fucking shows of a lifetime and i couldn't be prouder to be a leader of that so that's all i wanted to say off the rip let's have questions for the champ yes sir bald man no fuck you i just pointed at that guy you go second hand him a mic what do you think you run this place? Thank you, uh, Luke yeah. Owen. Rest talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great main event. Congratulations! Yeah, I know I was in it. Fuck. Yeah. Can we clap again, like one more time? Thank you. 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 Yeah. It was that good. God, my neck. Do you love your mother? Fuck. That is a loaded question. <laughs> um, I think she really. She's kind of a bitch, 
And she's always constantly, no offense, mom. She's always, she's in the room. She's always constantly trying to draw attention to herself. And frankly, if there's one thing about me is I'm a super humble guy. I never try to make it all about me. So I don't know where the fuck, you know, that is. Cause I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. I mean, I think we can all agree I'm humble, right? I'm like the most humble guy in the world. So I don't understand her at all. The, the apple fell very far away from the tree. And I just wish she would stop making it about herself all the time because I would never do that. By the way, world champion main event won tonight with my best friend. No big deal. Next question. Uh, Jamal Nias here. Now you can go, out. Jamal. Yeah. Appreciate the time. Yeah, from yeah. Jeff. Since 2018, the first all-in to go into main event in selling out Wembley Stadium, arguably being the best wrestler in the world the biggest name in professional wrestling just if you could go back and talk to 2018 mjf and say look you're going to be in the main event of wembley stadium aw's first show in the uk what would 2018 mjf say he'd spit on me and call me a mark and say duh but (laughs) but he would walk away with a big fucking smile on his face michael martinez from lucha little line Tony, like you just mentioned, you really wanted to come to the UK. Accent. I'm sorry, what? I just wanted to say it. It's a beautiful <laughs> accent. It's beautiful. Yeah. Like you just mentioned, uh, you really wanted to come to the UK a long time ago, and you just made it, and look, all the successful night. Congratulations about that. But as a Latino, I want to ask you if we will have a premium life event in Mexico or Puerto Rico. I would, I would just, I'm just going to say this right now. I want to go to Aztec Stadium. It's so fucking bad. Yeah. It's not up to me. It's not up to me. But you can fit a whole lot of people in Aztec Stadium. I love the Mexican people. I love the Mexican culture. And boy, oh boy, do I love Mexican food. My God. So I'm going to let him take that question now. And I pray to God that I just peer pressured the fuck out of him <laughs> into saying maybe or yes. Thank you. Tony, I, take it away. I think he nailed it. I think that's a great venue. There are so many great venues. And uh, that is a great idea. It's definitely something to consider. We've made so much progress as a company. We did our first ever international tour a few months ago of Canada. Tonight is our first ever stadium show and our first ever European show. The milestones are going to keep coming. And that's absolutely something that we would like to do uh, under the right circumstances. We have some great partners in Lucha Libre. And I think uh, that's a really exciting idea. Also, Mexican people love the champ. Love me. Can't get enough of me. That's a fact. What Just want to throw Rico? that out there. What about Puerto Ricans? Puerto Ricans yes. love me too. Latin X, brother. You all love me. <laughs> kidding me? I don't care what color you are. Fucking yellow, white, purple. Everybody, black. everybody loves, everybody the loves MJF. People all over the world love MJF. That is absolutely the case. Now, I would like to say, I would like to point out while we're in England, where was the first place I ever met you and saw you wrestle? Holy shit. It was in England. Yeah, it was. Wow. That's pretty crazy. I, I actually scouted him out here in England. It's yeah. pretty amazing. And, yeah. uh, it was right went... before All In. Literally right before All In. A show that I had no right being on because Cody did me a solid, if we're being honest. And then I got booked on shows adjacent in England that I wouldn't have gotten booked on if it wasn't for the original All In in 2018. And I remember wrestling and I was killing it. And I looked up and I saw this dude. And I was like, that dude seems really excited about what I'm doing right now. You know, and then the rest is pretty much history. Uh, congratulations, guys. Scott Felstead, Muscle and Fitness. What an incredible show. MJF. I like I know... the other guy's accent better, but I'm going to let yeah, it Yeah, he's got a better accent. <laughs> he's definitely got a better accent. And how hard you've worked on your physique, on your training, yeah, every aspect. Yeah. 
do you think that if you hadn't worked so hard, you wouldn't have been able to give the main event that you get yes, tonight? Yes, defini definitively, yes. And how are you feeling after the match as My well? neck is killing me. I love Adam Cole to death, but oh my God, my neck hurts, dude. Uh, I, I said it um, point blank to Adam when we walked through the curtain. I said, I love you, buddy. But uh, daddy needs a break. I'm going to go to Paris. I'm going to bang some rats. I'm going to go gorilla in Paris. I'm going to have me a baguette, some Dom Perignon, and I'm going to eat some fucking snails or whatever the fuck they do over there, and I'm just going to chill. Escargot. Thank you, pal. Uh, I'm still becoming cultured as a world champion. But to answer your question as far as, you know, physically, I take my training very seriously because I'm a professional athlete. I find that there are a lot of professional wrestlers that don't understand how important it is. You cannot outwork me nobody on the planet can outwork me can outrun me not brian danielson not nobody not nobody in that ring adam cole got tired in there wrestling daddy because everybody does i'm a freaking machine well, speaking of your partner yeah speaking of the co-holder of the ah! ring of honor world tag team championship mr break my neck hello what a classic, classic match. Hey, Ladies my and gentlemen. pretty short, too. Guys. I know, I know. We're both pieces of shit. We're trying to win. <laughs> Here's both halves of the biggest main event in pro wrestling history, ladies and gentlemen. MJF and Adam Cole, co-holders of the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship right here. Whoever thought I'd be in Ring of Honor? But, uh, no, it's cool. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You dragged me in. You dragged me in. Uh, questions? Uh, when you guys were approached about having two matches, opening and closing the show, what goes through your mind? I vomited in my mouth. I'll let Cole take it from here. <laughs> uh, it's a combination of a couple of things. First of all, again, being involved in a show like All In and it being such a large event, of course you're like, this is incredible to be in the opening of the show and the closing of the show. But then naturally, as an entertainer, as a wrestler, there is that fear of like, or oh, are they going to be as invested in the main event as they are in the beginning? Are they going to see too much of us? But uh, both of us and really everybody was really confident that the crowd was going to, going to be with us considering how much they've been invested in, in me and Max. So I'm glad that we did it, uh, but there was a little bit of reservation and fear. But now looking back on it, it's like, man, I wouldn't have changed anything. We were stupid over, oh, duh, what are you, fucking nuts? And also... We were dummy over. Let me tell you something. There was one take I heard online. Oh, but, but what if it ruins the pop later? Bro, it's better than you, baby. This is the hottest thing in professional wrestling. It was louder the second time we came out. So shut the fuck up. Don't worry about my pops, okay? I'm MJF. That's Adam Cole. You don't got to worry about us fucking getting a pop. So, all right. Uh, to Adam, it's uh, Steve Herman from the BBC. I spoke to you a couple of months back. Yeah, what's um, up, man? Yeah, good back, uh, especially after tonight watching that. Um, just wondered that this time 12 months ago, you weren't allowed to wrestle, you weren't able to wrestle. So yeah. fast forward a year on, has it actually sunk in yet that you've kicked off and main evented the biggest pro wrestling show in history? Yes and no. <laughs> uh, again, I, I've said this before, but the older I get, the more I try to sit back and reflect on moments like this. Because like early on in my career... I was so obsessed with the next thing and go, go, go and, and make the next step and progress even further to where sometimes I wasn't able to kind of sit back and smell the roses in a lot of ways. But specifically from from aging and getting older. And then on top of that, like you had mentioned, you know, 12 months ago, there was legitimate fear that I was maybe never going to get to wrestle again. 
So at one point, I was just excited at the idea of being able to come out and like cut a promo or do an interview or maybe have a couple of matches. So to fast forward and then be in this main event with MJF for the AEW World Championship in like this record-breaking crowd, it's unbelievable. Biggest crowd ever. Uh, I, I will never, ever forget this night. I, I've never taken pro wrestling for granted. It's always something I've loved and, and cherished, but there's like... There's this deep-rooted feeling of satisfaction that I have right now of being able to have done that. Uh, and I, I will never, ever forget this night. I think it's the happiest I've ever been, like, after a match. If I so. can just speak as his friend, watching you come back from what you came back from, there are a lot of people that would have just quit. And I respect you immensely, uh, not just as a, a friend, not just as a man, but as a professional wrestler. There are so many people that would have just been like, well, no, I'm done. And you didn't. And now look at you, dude. He came back purely for the love of the games. This man was not, I think it's fair to say this wasn't uh, money motivated or greed motivated. Because if you don't mind me saying, I think it's fair to say I would have paid you every fucking dime, even if you never stepped in the ring again. And that's what I told you. I wanted you to feel no pressure to step into this ring and put your safety at stake. And I wanted you to know you were getting every fucking dime of that contract. I'm sorry. And you came back because you love pro wrestling and you wanted to be here. And that's what makes this so special. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. And that's what makes him special. He's a fucking great professional wrestler. Ah, thanks, guys. All right. Who's up next? <laughs> Hi, Zenia from Zenia Zabdad. Congratulations on the absolutely spectacular main event. Um, MGF, uh, tonight the crowd was probably the most behind you and rooting for you the most than ever in your career before. Uh, was that a goal for you coming into Wembley? Was the positive crowd reaction something that you were looking it's for? It's never been a goal for me to get people to like me in my life. Um, uh, I'm starting to freaking dig it, though. I mean, I'm being honest. I Listen, you were in there with me. I was getting downstairs, was getting a little, you know. <laughs> they were chanting my name loud. It was awesome. And I'm honestly, I'm falling in love with it more than more. Um, look, like I said, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm a scumbag, but I'm, I'm ready to be everybody's scumbag. I'm ready to be your scumbag and I'm digging it, man. I'm having, I'm having fucking fun and God, does it feel great to be over? I love it. I love being the most over MF or in wrestling right now. It's the best. Right, guys, final question. Uh, Rob Butler from BBC. Uh, thanks for tonight. It was cracking. I know the fans loved it. I just want to get both of your takes on it, Max first and then Adam. Yeah. What was your preconceptions of Wembley Stadium? Because Tony's talked about his love of the place and how he always wanted to get a wrestling show here. Obviously, it's got massive history in English sport. What, what were your preconceptions of this stadium? Preconceptions, definitely. I was nervous that when you people would chant because you guys don't go to the dentist, the stench would be immense. But outside of that, outside of that, that was really my main concern. Turns out your guys, look, are your teeth like messed up a thousand percent? Like, we're, I'm not going to sit here and like lie to your face, but breath was fine. So I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to overcome that because I don't know if I could have wrestled in the main event if I had to deal with that the entirety of the match. I don't think I could top that answer, but, but I will. I'll, I'll try. I'll give you my honest answer. Um, yeah, so Wembley Stadium obviously is one of the most historic venues in the entire world um and never in a million years did i even think of the possibility of getting to wrestle in wembley not only wrestle in wembley but like a packed house at wembley stadium so again when, when i think of special wrestling moments that i've had uh this one's got to be at the top of the list uh, just based on how historic the venue is how awesome the crowd was 
And just again, thinking that, oh, I, I can't imagine ever having a match at Wembley Stadium. And here we are. So crazy. Unreal. Before I let these guys go, just a couple of thoughts. What's the biggest crowd you ever wrestled in front of in England before? Oh my God. Maybe 1,000 tops, 2,000 people. Tops. Was that, uh, was that NXT or ROH or where was that? Uh, that was NXT. There was, they had a, a Blackpool event that, that was pretty packed but yeah uh, nowhere even close a couple thousand yeah. uh i the biggest before this the biggest place in england i'd ever seen you wrestle was your call in front of maybe yeah. a thousand people what was that place El the Fantasma. really small one i went the really small place i wrestled kip sabian i don't even remember what company that was i don't have a i don't have an effing clue there were maybe a hundred people there if that you're a real sicko, huh, pal? Keith is a, <laughs> Keith's a sick man i just i don't think you're a sicko but i don't uh, think stop it don't flatter him i just want to <laughs> I just want to take one more question just to pop myself from somebody that I go a ways back with. Is that Tits McGee from Whore Island? Okay. Hi. 2018 all in. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know the deal. Yeah. <laughs> Pinning shoulders on mats, banging rats. You know how it is. Wow. I would tell him, keep on chugging, keep on believing in yourself. And I know you think that everybody out there is evil, but there's going to be a dude that you meet that proves to you that's not the case. Um, that's what I would say. Thanks, everybody. That is awesome. Yeah, thank you. That's Alan Cheapshot up there. Where? That's Alan Cheapshot up there, Where's right? Alan? Are you Alan Cheapshot? <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Everybody give it up for him. He tweets out some great shit. He's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Tony. And from two great champions in the world of wrestling to another most prolific champion in all of pro wrestling. Very fitting. The international champion here. First ever European event. Yeah. This makes sense. That makes sense. Oh boy. There's no belt stand. I'm going to show everybody anyway. Hello. Jack Atkins, cultaholic.com. Uh, Orange, congratulations on a very hard-fought victory tonight. Um, obviously, you're known for being very cool, calm, and collected, but were you excited to be wrestling at an event as huge as this? Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, that was crazy. Right? <laughs> I felt it. I think we all felt it. Uh, but I, I, I've been thinking about this match for a while, obviously, because of how personal it was for me and Chuck and Trent. And uh, I think I was really laser focused on that. And then uh, I got beat up so much, I couldn't uh, remember anything else. So 
there you go. And um, hi guys, great show by the way, amazing show. Uh, Seamus Dunn, Balls IE in Ireland. I just wanted to ask Orange, like, how are you feeling after such a physical match? I obviously see the little bandage on your head, and I, was, I just wanted to know how you're feeling. It was very physical, and yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts and your general well-being after such a physical match. Sure, sure. Um, I feel like a nightmare. Uh, everything hurts. Sitting down hurts. Walking around hurts. Uh, but uh, I wouldn't change a thing. Thomas Lawson for SE Scoops. You are the most international championship defenses of anyone, of any championship in AEW. You've defended against Lance Archer, Wheeler Utah, Daniel Garcia, double or nothing you retained in the Battle Royal. Who's next for you to face then? Uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, I mentioned to uh, my good friend Tony sitting over here that um, uh, I, I wouldn't change a thing. Tonight was incredible. I wanted this match. I wanted it to happen because of what it meant to all of us. But it felt very weird that we were doing an international show and I wasn't defending my international championship. So I said to Tony, I said, uh, give me someone Wednesday. I don't care who it is. And I will wrestle on Wednesday just because I didn't uh, get the opportunity to do tonight. So, um, Yep. I don't know who's next. He does. It's, I will. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get there. That'll be, how about I save that for last? All right, great. Well, oh, after great, the last question, great. I can't wait. Hey, Tony, Stephanie, cheers from Digital Spy. Um, as you were saying, Orange, you didn't defend the international championship here. Um, and I was wondering if you had any plans to make the title tour more like it did. I mean, I saw Pack defend it once in Rev Pro. Is that something you'd like to get back to? It was it was also kind of convenient because Pac lives here. Yes. <laughs> uh, so it was easier for him to defend the belt in his home country where he lived. Uh, Orange Cassidy has defended it in New Japan Pro Wrestling and, of course, defended it in Canada. I think tonight I wanted to bring Wembley Stadium, the first ever Wembley Stadium stampede, which is a signature AEW match. Also, really great timing for us because tonight was the biggest event in the history of the company tonight was the biggest project in the history of the company tonight was the biggest success in the history of the company everything we did here at AEW all in this is the biggest thing we've ever done probably the second biggest project in the history of the company is AEW fight forever and a major milestone for us this week was we had AEW fight forever stadium stampede mode go live and it was felt like a really exciting activation and a really exciting way to bring AEW to Wembley Stadium get people excited about uh, a new combat mode, battle Royale style fighting in AEW fight forever. And also it's just like the wildest, coolest thing we could do. Like I've had one of the greatest moments of my life in the Royal box and celebrated uh, the English football league playoff win over Aston Villa in 2018 in the Royal box. And tonight I got to watch some of my favorite wrestlers in the world bleed all over the Royal box. And that was pretty cool too. Very different than what we did up there, Carmelo. Uh, although, although it did get pretty chippy up there at times, but uh, uh, instead of uh, having football owners and chairmen uh, battling it out up there, we had a stadium stampede. That was a once in a lifetime opportunity. I have uh, the most prolific champion in all of pro wrestling here. And uh, he's been defending the title very regularly. We had a huge cast of, of characters, a bunch of the biggest stars in AEW in one great match, and it felt like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So I was very excited, and I wouldn't have changed a thing about tonight, but I do have uh, somebody very interesting for 
our great international champion to wrestle Wednesday if you're in any condition to do so, which I'm not sure. If- no, I'm not, but I'm going to do it anyway. So uh, it, it uh, that's him speaking. Me speaking is, uh, oh, God. Well, it's right on time. Ladies and gentlemen, these two uh, picked up the win last night as partners on AEW Collision on Saturday nights on TNT. Tonight on the biggest pro wrestling show of all time in front of the biggest paid attendance in the history of pro wrestling. Again, these two teamed up. But frankly, uh, when they're not teaming up, these two have a long history, a long rivalry, as they both came out the winners tonight. Uh, And now that their partnership is over, I think it's very fitting this Wednesday night at the Now Arena, fittingly enough, the home of the original All-In five years ago. You had a great match there that night. It's very fitting. We go back to where all of this began five years later with the international championship on the line, Orange Cassidy defending the title against Penta El Zero Miedo this Wednesday night on TBS and ITV. Hey, Orange. Yeah. Tonight, you wake up. Your new challenger. And you know what? This Wednesday in Dynamite, I make oranges. Mm. Alex. Penta says this Wednesday on Dynamite, yeah. he's going to be the next international champion. Great. All right. But you know what? Easy, oh. Alex. Orange. Okay. Yep. Watch it out. You had an opportunity to team up with Penta and you won. But you should probably know that now Penta not only knows your strengths, but he also knows your weaknesses. So this title reign that you're on, yeah, it's never been in more jeopardy. Oh, great. Okay. And this Wednesday yep. in Chicago on mm-hmm. Dynamite, you have no idea what's coming for you. Oh, boy. All right, I guess we got to stand up now and oh, do this thing. Guys, thing. Well, yeah. You know what? Sit. Yeah. See you next week. All right, I'm going to sit back down. Thank you, guys. Thank you for... That's a, that's a real... Thanks, Tony. Appreciate that. Oh, I got a shoulder on, buddy. Yeah, no, I know. I get it. It's a business. And uh, that's going to be a great match. These two picked up a, an amazing win tonight. I think it was a, a great stadium stampede, a historic night for AEW, and very fitting that... The most prolific champion in AEW history is the international champion, and he's defending against one of the top international stars in the world, his longtime rival, and recently also his partner. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah, that's oh, – oh, boy. <laughs> I have another announcement. Should I talk about where this is going next week? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I um, uh, can I say it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have pinned Wheeler Yuta twice. And now tonight, I have pinned Claudio Castagnoli. Uh, there's one more person that I want to pin. There's one more person that I want to beat. Uh, John Moxley 
the winner of this match on Wednesday? Yeah, that's right. If you can get through this match, you can do it. But the fact is, uh, you have a defense on Wednesday. And I think it'd be fair to say in front of everybody that we can announce the winner of your match. Penta El Zero Mieto versus Orange Cassidy for the International Championship this Wednesday on Dynamite. The winner of the match will go on to face somebody both men have a serious score to settle. Both men have asked for the match. I think it's very fitting that the winner of the match would go on to challenge uh, the man that he's requested, the man that put Penta El Zero Mieto's brother in the hospital and cost him the opportunity to wrestle in front of the biggest paid wrestling crowd of all time on the biggest wrestling show of all time. The winner of Wednesday's Orange Cassidy versus Penta El Zero Miedo AEW International Championship match will face John Moxley next Sunday at All Out in Chicago at the United Center. Yeah, I just don't stop, huh? Well, you may. I, I know, you but it's Wednesday. I don't like. I don't like Penta. That's that's not fun for me. It's going to be a big week, uh, and we're guaranteed a great championship grudge match at all out whatever happens on wednesday and whatever kind of condition you're in but i do want to congratulate you and thank you because you've been a huge part of the campaign a huge part of this success you were one of the first people to come over to london represent AEW, and help promote the show and you're a great international champion and uh you got the hell beaten out of you tonight and tonight was a great night for you and the best friends so thank you very much orange cassidy for everything you're doing you're the best, Tony. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best. Uh, is there anybody else? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I don't, uh, Jamal Nye is here for seconds out, and I don't think Wembley has ever seen crazy violence like that ever before. It was an incredible match. And I want to know, Orange, in terms of your mindset when you're seeing spikes hanging out of John Moxley's head, when you're seeing Penta jump off a ladder, what is going through your mind? And is that the highlight of your career, getting the pinfall at Wembley in front of 80,000 people in that match? Uh, uh, to answer the second part of your question, I think it's got to be. I mean, I was, I mean, not only getting the pinfall in that match, but the, the, the people that were in that match. We're talking about Claudio Castagnoli. He's one of the best professional wrestlers ever, of all time. He's incredible. And the fact that I was able to do it, I had to cover my, my hand with glass. I did it. But uh, th- that was de- definitely one of the highlights. Um, what I am thinking about when I see people do that thing, those things in the ring, I'm thinking about, okay, when can I go in and try to pin them when no one's looking? That's what I'm thinking about. Uh, I tried it tonight, but Moxley's just, you know, but that's what I'm thinking. About. I'm thinking about how can I stay away from that? And when can I, when can I, leave thank you everyone thank you everybody good luck next week thank you thank you thank you all see you wednesday What a great night. What a great day for the pro wrestling business. Great to see all of you here. And uh, with that note, somebody it's not great to see. Hey, Don. Thank you. Good show. Yeah, thank you. It was very good. It's okay. To catch this on, Domo. Domo. Genki desu ka? Genki desu yo. Good, good. Very good. Thank you.
どういたしまして。Uh, and uh, with that, Uh, Lucan from WrestleTalk.、Uh, Don, you told us on WrestleTalk a few years ago that、uh, you think that Will Ospreay really needs to change up his style.、Mm -hmm. uh, otherwise, he's not going to wrestle into his 30s.、Mm -hmm. um, are you trying to impart that sort of advice as well onto Takeshita? And do you think that Will followed your advice? I think Will did. And I think I'm not the only one who gave Will that advice.、Um, a former friend of mine mentioned just this past week that,、uh, that he had told him that too. I mean, I don't think it's,、uh, I may have multiple degrees, but I don't think I need any of them to have told Will that at one point. And、um, what people forget about Takeshita is that Takeshita was an Olympic level decathlete in Japan who chose professional wrestling.、Um, Takeshita, I think, is a guy who I was just talking to Chris Hero in the back, and he said he first met Takeshita at a wrestling show when Takeshita was 10, and he was doing work at one of the wrestling shows in Osaka. So, this is a kid who's been in the business, like in some form or fashion, 18 years. So, I don't think it's a conversation we need to have. My conversation with Takeshita is more about、um, being more vicious and being more brutal.、Um, he is, in my opinion, perhaps the best athlete in all of wrestling, the best pure athlete, 6'3, 240. He's got Luthez size, again, Olympic level decathlete.、Um, There's not many guys 6'3 and 240 who move like Takeshita. We, we don't need to, we have that base covered. What we need is more aggression. And I think you've started to see that. And I think what you saw tonight is、um, this is not just the new Kenny Omega. This might be the new God of Pro Wrestling. Yeah, Jamal Nair is here for seconds out. This is a question directed to all three of you. So, The match that makes sense next is Takeshita versus Kenny Omega. Maybe next week. Everyone wants to see that.、Um, and then, then Don and Takeshita, just in terms of that singles match against Omega, how does that one go? How long does that match last? I, I think we've been clear. Takeshita has wanted to test himself against his former mentor, Kenny Omega, for years, I think.、Um, in my opinion, Kenny has not won a big singles match. Since he and I had our split, I think he's 0 6. So that continued tonight. Takeshita pinned him. And we're tired of waiting, frankly.、Uh, we want to test Kenny Omega in a singles match. And I would love it. One of my favorite cities, Chicago, Illinois, if we can book that match, Takeshita and Kenny Omega one on one, Mr. Khan. I think that would be a great match to your point that people would like to see. We're not satisfied with beating. Kenny Omega in a, in a six man. It was great. But Takeshita wants to prove he can do it in a singles. And I would love to do it at Chicago if Mr. Khan is willing to book that. Hi, I am willing to book it. And I think it would be a great match. And based on what I saw tonight here, it was a classic match. I thought it was very fitting that the original All In featured the Golden Elite in a great six man match. Uh, tonight, the Golden Elite were also in a great trios match.、Uh, the result was different tonight. And Takeshita San was incredibly impressive. We have AEW All Out coming up one week from tonight in Chicago, Illinois, next Sunday. I think that would be a tremendous match. Takeshita versus Omega, one on one. You have a deal. Thank you very much.
uh, I only have one thing to say. Uh, I'll show you in Chicago. I'm going to beat Kenny Omega again. Here, here's the thing, and this is, this is the difference. People say, what's the difference now that Kenny Omega is on his own? The reality is that I named Kenny the God of Pro Wrestling, but the real hand of God in this relationship was not Kenny, it was me. Kenny is an uber-talented, incredible natural athlete. However, in my opinion, he's mentally weak, and I was a crutch for him for a long time. And as soon as we had a couple of disagreements, he fell back on his codependencies, whether it be with the Bucks or with, or with Kota Ibushi or with Hangman Page. You can have great athletes, but when they are mentally weak, they are not successful. And I have no tolerance for weakness and I have no tolerance for stupidity. And so our goal here is to prove to the world that Kenny Omega is done. Kenny Omega is done. Takeshita is going to be the new ace, if you want to call it that, of all elite wrestling. And we are going to prove it in Chicago. And I am very excited about it. And all of you people, all of you Kenny Omega apologists, Alvarez, Meltzer, you're all going to eat it. You're all going to eat it. And I want to hear the diatribes on all your little shows and in your little newsletters about Don Callis was right. Figure out how to type those words because you're going to be typing them after Chicago. Any other silly questions? Do one more. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do one. Uh, hello, Marcus Grunemann from Headlock in Germany. Um, we saw Will Ospreay uh, beat Chris Jericho today. Um, what's your future affiliation? Is he part of the family you were talking about building? What about his uh, stablemates in the United Empire? Um, what can you tell us about that? I'm not building a stable. I'm building a family. Stables fail. Families are when you can choose your family, they say you can't choose your family, but I'm choosing mine. I'm choosing people in my family who aren't mentally weak. Will Ospreay is the most sought after guy, as he has said many times in pro wrestling. People are very excited about Will and with great reason. <clears throat> people say, <clears throat> what did you do to get Will Ospreay to be with you? What did you get? What did you give him? You know what I gave him? I didn't give him money. I didn't give him promises. I didn't have to go Don King, Mike Tyson on him. You know what I gave him? I gave him Chris Jericho's head on a platter in front of all of his friends and family in Wembley. And it worked out great because we got to see as great as Chris Jericho is, we got to see he's exactly what I have always said he is. And I've been his best friend for 34 years until very recently. He is a narcissistic, sociopathic psychopath. It's all about him. And tonight, Thank God it was all about Will Ospreay. And you're going to see more of that. Will Ospreay's talent, my 170 IQ, sky's the limit. Thank you. Uh, I did, I did, I don't want to be a, a, a liar here. So I did point uh, to this gentleman and say you could ask one. We made eye contact. <clears throat> You're a gentleman. <laughs> uh, Seamus Stone Balls, I, I just want to talk about the entrance. It's very unique uh, to catch this entrance. And I know there's art by the amazing wrestling artist, Melanie Coleman, that's on the screens. I just want you to talk about your thoughts of 
that being your entrance and is it is it a way of intimidating and having that arch of Don and Takeshita is it just a like inspiration to you as you walk to the ring? I'm not in the business of entertaining people or popping people. I don't care about any of that. I am in the business of psychologically and mentally dominating people. So what that means is I don't need to have music. I don't want people to be happy because I don't care. The fans are great, but to me, they are just things like a bottle cap or an insect. So for me, I don't want music. I don't want you to be happy. And that line wasn't meant to make any of you smile. That's how I really feel. I have the best job in the world because I get to be Don Callis. This is the Don Callis you see back in Winnipeg. This is the Don Callis you see if you run into me in an airport. So I don't need music, don't want music. I want to come out. People can do whatever I want. they want. I hear the booze, and I could care less. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Thank you, Takeshita-san. Thank you for the match. You're welcome. Good luck. Great job. Good luck. You asked for it. Uh, and we have another guest uh, and somebody who has had a big evening. Somebody who's had a very special weekend, a big week here in her home country. Ladies and gentlemen, the new AEW Women's World Champion, Norwich's own Soraya. Look at me, you guys. Didn't think I was going to win this, did you? Hello. Everyone's very quiet in here. Why is this so awkward? Come on, England. You're better than this. All right. What do we have? Do we have some questions around here for your new champ? Hello, champ. It's uh, Scott Felstead, Muslim Fitness. Great to see you back on top where you belong. Yeah. Can you talk to us about your story and just what an amazing night this must be for you? And also all the kind of physical rehabilitation that you'll have had to have gone through yeah. and getting back in the ring. Yeah. Just give us a flavor for how you're feeling. Yeah. I'm not just going to say it just because you're sitting right beside me, but you have no idea how much he's helped me in my comeback and just believing in me and being like, listen, we're going to go look at your neck and we're going to see it. And if it's a hundred percent, then I'm backing you a hundred percent, you know, and it was, and it was just wonderful. And you know, the, he didn't give me this straight away, you know, and I'm thankful for that because we got to tell stories and have fun and do outcasts. And it's the most fun I've ever had. Like me, Tony and Ruby together, we have a great time and we're enjoying it every single week and we love everything that he's been doing for us and it's just absolutely incredible and I'm appreciative, you know, that I got this moment here in the UK and it's awesome having my whole family here, like, you, you know, got Queen and everything. I was like, bloody hell. But uh, yeah, I was really, it was just really, really cool and just the process of it, I never thought I was ever going to wrestle again. That was it. They said, you will never wrestle again. WWE cut ties with any kind of doctors and was like, we're not going to check you anymore. So I was kind of in limbo for five years and I never kind of hit rock bottom with it, with no pun intended for the wrestling fans in here, but I never like hit rock bottom with it. I, I kept in a very positive mindset. And so, you know, when I got the call from Tony, he was just like, let's fucking go. Let's try this. Let's, let's go do, you know, he, he was like, just, he just seemed so positive and awesome. And I was like, man, I want to kick some ass, you know? And so, yeah, I started training more, getting in the gym. I was working out every single day. I started watching AEW religiously every single day. I was like, this is so cool. And I already wanted to be a part that's so bad ever since it started anyway. But um, yeah, it's just been a crazy journey. I never thought I'd be here. I never thought I would be in Wembley Stadium in the biggest crowd in wrestling history. I mean, it's just a dream come true, and I'm so thankful. And thank you, Tony. So thank much. you. Yeah. Thank you. Congratulations. Yeah, you earned it, champ. You. Thank you. It's one year in the making thank since you. you came. And also, when I get back to America, I'm going to start talking some crap. So, not on you. 
on the people. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Raya, over here. Guess get a bit of Norfolk love here. How are Hi, you? Hi, Rob. Right? You're right. How Good to are see you? you. Yeah, well, I've got to ask about your family because that oh, was an yeah. incredible moment. Everyone watching, and we've had loads of texts into the BBC and what have you saying how much everyone was loving it. How good was that to have mum, dad, cousins, nephews, yeah. brothers? Well, they've never, they were never given the opportunity in, in the past to be showcased ever. Like they were never acknowledged and I wasn't allowed to ignore, acknowledge them until the movie came out and then it was kind of, I was allowed to. But the thing is, is that Tony again, didn't even question it. He was just like, let's fucking go. Yeah. Like, yeah, we can have your family. And they, they appreciated it so much. And my dad was so emotional. My dad's not a crier. He's a very rough around the edges kind of guy, you know, missing teeth because of all the fighting back in the day, you know, you know how he is. But he was crying his eyes out in the ring. And it was just such a special moment to be around my family and yeah, it was, they loved every single second of it. My nephew's in here still, still I think. Is he not? Well, he wasn't here, yeah. <laughs> Ricky Knight Jr. I don't know if you guys know him or not, but he's an incredible, incredible wrestler. He just wrestled Zack Sabre Jr. this weekend at Red Pro. He's gonna be the next big thing for sure. Hello. Hi, hi guys. Luca hi. from uh, Cultura Pop Italy, from Italy. Thank you hi, very much Italy. for your time. Yeah. Uh, my question is for Tony and for Sereya. Uh, Mercedes Monet was shown several times during the pay-per-view. Is this something, is this a tease maybe for a match in the future? I know you had a lot of history in WWE. If I may, yeah, if I may. For it. she's not cleared Mercedes Monet. So I think it was great to have her here. She last, she competed for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I thought it would be uh, excellent to have one of the top international stars in all of pro wrestling here. And uh, the last time we saw Mercedes Monet compete, she was actually competing against our own Willow Nightingale. And uh, there's a lot of exciting international pro wrestling. I thought it would be great to have her here to see all the matches, including the AEW Women's World Championship. But she's not cleared uh, okay. since her injuries. I just thought it would be good to have her take in the show. Uh, definitely a lot of potential things could happen there. And I know uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's had great experiences working with her. And I thought it would be great, given that she's not cleared, but wanted to take in the biggest paid pro wrestling crowd of all time and see what AEW is all about. I thought it would be good for her to be here. Uh, but obviously she's not wrestling or cleared or doing anything uh, anytime soon. But, I, uh, you know, great to have the top uh, international stars at a top international show. And, of course, uh, for the world champion here, uh, oh, yeah. there's all kinds of people who want to take a shot at you. That's right. Bring it on. I, I, I saw her and I was like, OK, so she's going to be watching. Great. And we, we already have history. Right. So I, was, I, I wanted to win the championship in front of her, honestly. Because <laughs> I know if she ever was to ever come in, she's going to try and get this, right? So I say absolutely bring it on. And Mercedes, if you're watching this, we, we can't wait for you to finally join us, if you will. Wow. Right? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi, Jack Atkins, Cultaholic.com. Uh, we obviously saw you and Tony Stone clash in the match tonight. I'm very disappointed in her, yes. And Ruby got involved as well. Just wondering what is the immediate state of the outcast? Right now, I think once I get back to America, I mean, we have to go straight to Chicago for Dynamite. But right now, she has upset me very much. And if she wants to get back in my good book, she literally has to apologize. She has to grovel at my feet. She has to kiss the ground that I walk on because she just tried to break my neck in the ring. So next question. Uh, Jamal Nyers here for seconds out. How did it feel to be walking down that ramp, seeing all the phones, seeing everyone cheering your name, mm -hmm. and then to lift the gold at the end of the match? All yeah. the emotions coming out, the whole journey that's led you to that moment. What was that like? Well, for, for some reason, I, I was like, they're going to boo me, right? And it's only because I've, I've been, you know, a bit naughty back in America with my character, with the outcasts and stuff, you know. So I was like, maybe they'll boo me and I can like lean into it, but I got a good reaction. So I'm like, well, I can't really do too much, you know, bad stuff, but it was really amazing. Like to really, you, you don't understand that you're walking down the ramp and just seeing a sea of people. And it's just like, it never ends either. You're like, Oh my gosh. And the fact that it's Wembley stadium again in my home country, it's just, it's really, really cool to see because being in Wembley and everyone just assuming we weren't going to do even quarter of it. And then within a couple of days, that was over 70,000. It just felt so good. And the fact that we, you know, Got over 80, 81, 85. Paid. Paid. Well, 81 paid. There were like 90,000 people approximately in the building. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely bananas. So just like actually trying to take it in. And it's really difficult to take it in as well. You're just like, oh my gosh. It's the most amazing experience of my life. And it's definitely right there in the top of my, of my favorite moments and favorite championship 100%. I'm so excited. It is amazing. And uh, I have to say, it was an amazing night. I did personally knowing that you were going to be coming out to Queen, we will yeah, rock you. Yeah, yeah. And knowing that you were coming out with your entire family, I was pretty confident that you were not going to get booed tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I hope not. Jeez. Coming out to that, I feel like yeah, British people can't be disappointed if they hear Queen in the crowd, that's for sure. That was a good one, yeah. for sure. It was a great yeah. idea. It was a great idea. It was her idea. Yeah, it was. It was, was like, can I get it? <laughs> He's like, let's it. do it. It was great. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, Markus Grunemann from Headlock in Germany. Um, you've been talking about Ref Pro quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. Ricky Knight Jr., um, Pack defended his title there. We saw Chris Jericho yesterday attack uh, Will Ospreay at the show. Um, so they have a working relationship with New Japan, as we know. Um, is there any kind of official working relationship between AEW and Ref Pro? And how about the other major promotions in the UK and uh, like Progress or WXW in Germany? I really like Andy a lot and I've attended Rev Pro and I've worked with them and I've tried to feature their clips in the show. So I would say, yeah, we absolutely have a working relationship with Andy and Rev Pro. You know, we're both great partners to New Japan Pro Wrestling, I believe. Uh, I've attended a lot of Rev Pro even before there was an AEW. I consider Andy a friend and I like to help out my friends in the wrestling business. And that means if somebody can make an appearance there and it's not going to affect our schedule or change anything detrimental for AEW, I love working with Rev Pro. And obviously, uh, 
for Soraya to have family there, for us to have so many people that are a part of AEW or people uh, to have a pipeline to AEW, I think it's a great thing. So I support Andy, and I've even, when I've had a chance, featured RevPro clips in AEW television just to show uh, their company off and show some of our stars wrestling for them. That's awesome. Yeah, I would love to do stuff with RevPro, of course. I saw Sky Blue, actually. Got to be a part of the show yesterday. And she got a great reaction. People absolutely adore her. So I was a little jealous, honestly. I was like, I want to do Rev Pro too. But we were, we were here. Unfortunately, I had to do some Wembley stuff, you know. <laughs> it, worked out. it worked out pretty well. Yeah, but that's awesome. definitely something to keep an eye on. It's, it, we have a good relationship with them. It's a, it's a good company. I was glad that they had their record weekend uh, as part of this huge weekend, the biggest weekend ever in wrestling. And mm -hmm. I was glad to see other people getting the benefit of that. That's nice. And uh, Rev Pro is a great company. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, congratulations for both. Um, I'm Ricardo Channel from Chile, South America. Soraya, you remember that you wrestled in Chile a few years ago? How South long America? ago was it? <laughs> I have terrible I think, memory. I, probably... I think uh, seven years ago. Oh my gosh, that was ago. yeah, that was that was a while back. That, that's well, when I was a little bit of a uh, loose cannon. South, South America. It. I'm not anymore, Tony. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> great. Yeah, but yeah, no. Um, we wrestle. I've wrestled. In, I've been very fortunate enough to wrestle in in a lot of places. So I'm sure Chile was absolutely amazing too. <laughs> yes, yeah. we we have a lot of fun. We have to come in... back there. Huh? We have to come back there. Yeah, Chile. Right. Yes. We have to. That's my question for for Tony and. When we can say South America is all elite, I imagine that question. your mm -hmm. expansion is going to be in South America that have a lot of fans of wrestling. That's great. But very good question. That's another great market I'd love to visit. You know, we're a company. It's incredible to say AEW Dynamite has not even been on the air for four years yet. The four year anniversary is coming up and it's over a month away and it's coming up in October, four years of Dynamite. The company itself is not even five years old and we've already hit some of the all-time highs i think today is the highest high in all of pro wrestling and also it's a really important milestone in addition to being the record paid attendance in the history of the pro wrestling business this is our first show ever in europe and it was a huge step for us and we're going to continue building last year we did one week of shows in canada we did two shows in toronto and we expanded it this year took another step forward this year we did a tour and, and I plan to go back again soon, but we did a run in Canada of eight shows across six cities. And I thought that was a huge step for us from what we did last year. And we'll keep building and building. So that was our first international tour. Today was our first international stadium event, our first show in Europe. And talk about a great way to debut in not just a new market, but one of the most important markets. And I think that's a great market, Chile. That'd be a great place to go. I've been asked uh, when AEW is going to visit other uh, potential Latin American countries and markets, such as Mexico and Puerto Rico, I think Chile would be a great market. We have great stars, and clearly you've been there before and made a, made a huge impression. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I remember. Hi there, this is Thomas Lawson for SE Scoops. First of all, Soraya, congratulations on your title win, AEW yeah, Women's World Champion. Yeah. Uh, your story is so well documented, uh, your highs, your lows. Uh, obviously, you got started when you were 13, I believe. Mm -hmm. What kind of advice as the AEW Women's World Champion would you give to the 13-year-old who was wrestling a pink Power Ranger in her first match? <laughs> and yeah. what advice do you think that 13-year-old could give the reigning AEW Women's World Champion? Yeah, so I would say 
you have to have patience in this business because not everything's going to happen for you overnight. But I will say what The Rock told me, which I love his advice that he gave me. And it was to stay humble and stay hungry. You want to be able to stay humble enough for people to want to continue to work with you and, you know, get good jobs and have like end up with a great boss, you know, but also stay hungry. You don't want to ever get complacent. And that's something that I never stopped doing. So even when I lost my wrestling career completely, I never in my head thought it was never going to happen again. I constantly was striving to try and get back in the ring, whether it was going to take five years, which was great, or 10 or 20 or, or have many years while you see me 50 years old and get back in the ring. I was always trying to like get back in there. So yeah, I would say patient, stay humble, hungry and save your money. It's important. Save your money. <laughs> Hi, Soraya. Mark O'Brien from Bodyslam.net. Oh, yeah. uh, you mentioned your cousin Ricky yesterday in the two matches he had in Progress and RevPro. Yeah. You've also mentioned your brother Zach and yeah. the year he's had. Is yeah. there any update on him possibly moving stateside or appearing in AEW programming of the coming year? Well, I think it was something we've definitely talked about uh, that potentially. And I think Soraya's family, I'd love to have them involved. They were obviously involved in the show tonight and she's part of a great wrestling family it was great to get her family involved in the show so whether it's here in england or america or anywhere your family's always welcome and uh that's a you know it's a good thought yeah awesome yeah i just noticed that is that you know zach's gonna be coming over in a couple of months so hopefully we can bring to a couple of shows and see where it goes who knows but we're happy for him i think it's a very great idea yeah thank you go on john Congratulations on your win. Seamus Dunn, oh. Balls IE in Ireland. Um, so I, my question is short. Are we getting a sequel with Fighting With My Family? We need a sequel now. Uh, yeah, so um, there, there could be something in the future. We'll, we'll see. But I will say right now that I am writing a book and this today was the button on my story. And Tony had no idea about this, but I, I walked up to him in you know the go position. And I was just like, you have no idea what you just done for me because the the I've been for a lot obviously and it's been again very well documented and it's been highs and lows and everything like that but I needed something really special and I wasn't gonna let the book go out until something really special happened and so he just completed my book for me and it was just you completed written. your book you did I did you but did the work you, you made it <laughs> you're the well, one I who did it. it thank you thank, thank you. you but yes Hi, uh, Steve Herbert from the BBC. Uh, I have to admit, I was going to ask that exact same question oh, about yeah. a sequel, so it's a great idea, and the book as well. Um, so uh, to Tony, I just wondered, um, you've obviously announced All In for next year already. Will you be scheduling All Out so close to that next year? And how much of a booking headache has it been for you doing both of these shows? I mean, I love wrestling. I think it's a very interesting situation. By the way, I want to make sure you get a good, since they, since he took your question for Soraya, some, I'll, I'll, t- I'll answer your question, plus we'll get a good Soraya question too, if that's yeah, okay. Think about Great. It. So somebody out there can think of a really good Soraya question on the way out. Uh, and I, this is ridiculous. So much of the case study or why I try to do things is like avoiding some of the other things I've seen other wrestling companies do that, you know, probably didn't help them. I tried to look at things that have helped wrestling companies. Well, we should do that and things that haven't. And while we haven't always done things perfectly, I do think I've tried to study history and learn from it. And when you build a great tradition, when you build customer loyalty, and when you put on a great event like this, I, I really, strong belief that this would be a great show tonight i think it's been the best show we've ever done i think it was the greatest night in the history of the company it was not only the most successful 
business night in AEW by far. And I think the most successful business night anyone's ever had in pro wrestling industry. I think it was our best show. And I feel really strong that we should come back and, and reward the market with loyalty instead of like doing shows. Some of our shows do move around and obviously we hit different markets, but I've tried to build traditions and we have something really special that we did tonight. And that's why the same bank holiday weekend, I want people to know bank holiday weekend, Sunday, Wembley, that's a tradition in America, a three day weekend, Labor Day weekend. Uh, they have the bank holiday in America next weekend. It's a very unique opportunity as a live event. I don't want to give up that real estate. Now that we built this here, I don't want to give it up and I want to keep it going. And I believe we can do it again. And we've had a great tradition of live events in Chicago over Labor Day weekend. And I want to keep that going forever too. And they're both really important dates on the calendar. It creates a unique opportunity to capture buzz around AEW. Well, this is the first time we've done it, but it is something I plan to do in the future. So next year, all in will be on the bank holiday weekend, August 25th, 2024. And yes, I am planning to run in Chicago Labor Day weekend next year. I don't have all the specifics yet, but I do want to stay around Chicago for Labor Day. And now I want to come here for the bank holiday because I think these are great traditions and just like all in can be something special we can do right here. Hopefully it'll stay at Wembley stadium for a very long time because I love it here. And it's one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, I still can't believe we got to do that in the Royal box, Carmelo. That was crazy. Uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, We've done all out at the now arena where we're going to have dynamite this week, the home of the original all in. And this year we'll have all out at the United center, which has been a great venue for us since we started doing it. I'm very excited about going there and we're going to have one of our biggest gates in the history of the company next week. Obviously tonight has been by far the biggest gate in the history of the company, but there's nothing wrong with a million dollar live house in pro wrestling. And that's what we're looking at next week. So I want to keep that going because that's a pretty special thing too. We're going to have, over 10,000 people and uh, at a million dollar gate next week too. So that's great. And I think we have a great tradition as a live event. Even if I didn't sell a single pay-per-view next week as a live event, we'll make money on, on next week's event. And I expect we're going to sell a lot of pay-per-views with great matches like Omega versus Takeshita that I've just confirmed. And the winner of Wednesday's Penta El Zero Miedo versus Orange Cassidy uh, match challenging John Moxley to defend the AEW International Championship. I think either one of those is a great match. They both have a very legitimate reason to be pissed off and want to fight Mox. And I think either one would be a great match. They're two of the greatest champions in AEW history. Orange Cassidy as the AEW All-Atlantic champion who leveled up to become the international champion. And Penta El Zero Miedo to hold the World Tag Team Championship, to hold the World Trios Championship. Could this Wednesday become the first person uh, to to achieve uh, you know, that milestone of holding those and the international uh, championship as, you know, we've had Orange Cassidy, who's been a, uh, the international champion. We've had Pac, who's been uh, the double champ with the international title and the trios title. But Pentel Zero Miedo has a chance to achieve something very special this week. And I know he wants a piece of Mox in a major way, as does Orange. I think it's going to be a great show. And uh, we've announced other big matches on the card I'm really looking forward to, including Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, Darby Allen taking on the TNT champion, Luchasaurus, contrary to popular opinion, Christian Cage is not actually the TNT champion. Uh, and uh, so it's going to be a great event. I'm very excited about all out, but uh, I'm also very excited about what we built here with all in. And I think, yeah, my plan is to keep doing both events for the long term. keep what we have here in England. We built something very special. I think we've had fans uh, from all over Europe. We've had fans from over 70 countries at today's show. I don't know if you, any of you knew that, but over 70 countries. And 
people from all over the world have come to the show and here in England from all over England, including a lot of uh, people from Norwich here to support oh, yeah. Soraya oh, yeah. and uh, people from all over. So I think it's a really cool thing we built here, but I do want to keep this and I want to keep what we've done in Chicago. And hopefully uh, that uh, gave somebody time to think of a really good final question for Soraya. <laughs> uh, Manta of WrestlePurist, question for Soraya. Um, you've, as, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you've only had four singles matches since coming into AEW. So is that something that you'd be looking to do more of now that you've got the world championship and how has it been getting the, the rust off since coming back? Yeah. So people said to me, Oh, sorry. It's like riding a bike. It's not, it's absolutely not. When I came back the first time where it was only a year and a half, it felt like it was like riding a bike, but it was a five long years of not doing anything in the wrestling industry at all. Five long years. I was extremely rusty and the girls were very patient with me. The company was very patient with me. And, you know, I was very emotional the first couple of weeks. And I just felt like I just wasn't, wasn't doing anything right. And I couldn't look at social media because they were cruel. You know, social media could be very cruel. But then I realized social media is always cruel. But, um, yeah, it's just been, it's, I've, like, lost my trade of thought already. I'm so sorry. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's been a wild ride and i can't remember where i was going with it because i'm like a, a, a adhd so i'm like ah. but what was the question again a singles match there we go yes i would love to do more singles matches absolutely i'm the champ now of yeah. course i, I kind of have to but i would would love to and the the reason why you know it didn't really make sense for me to be doing singles at one point in time because you had ruby do, doing the owen hart yeah. trophy you know and then you had um, Tony being the champ, and so she was doing her singles matches, and I kind of like being the barricade princess. I thought it suited me very well. Being the screaming banshee on the side of the ring. I enjoyed that, but now he's like, no, now you have to work. And I'm like, okay. Well, I guess be, I have to. I also wanted to, you know, you came off yeah. a very long-term injury, and I think it makes sense sometimes in tag trio situations yeah. where, you know, let's see how this goes, and your partners, if you have a problem, your partners can pick up and, mm -hmm. and help you make it through yes. and now we've seen i think you're back I, I, yeah 100%. i'm 100 i feel 100 ready to go my confidence is fully back where with my attitude my character and again i'm having so much fun with it that i mean i feel like i can go in there and do whatever it's sometimes it's the goals that have to hold me back because i want to do 100 million things and they're just like we'll take it easy you know and i'm i'm just i'm ready i'm 100 ready the doctor said i was 100 my neck is at 100 i asked them um when I, when I went there for my neck, is there any way that I could be paralyzed in any way, shape, or form? And he said, no, your neck is perfectly fine. And if you have aches and pains, that's normal when you're a wrestler. But I can take a, a step aside, and, and AEW is really great with their talent. If, if they do, if they are sore or banged up, they're like, take it off and you know bring it back next week or something. So it's, it's really cool to have the support of AEW and Tony, you know, and the support of the women in the locker room because every single one of them is so amazing. And I... That's one of the best locker rooms I've ever been in in my life. And every time I'm there every week, it's always very, very supportive. And everyone's genuinely happy for each other. For whatever we do, we're very happy for each other. But yes, I'm ready. Long-winded, but I'm ready for more singles matches. That's great. <laughs> well, I want to congratulate you again. And I want to thank, thank you, you again because uh, this was a really special night. And a huge part of what made it such a special night is your performance, how hard you fought, 
that you had your family here, that you had the brilliant idea yeah. to ask me to ask for <laughs> We Will Rock You and yeah, everything you off. did to make this possible. Thank you, Soraya, yeah. for tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Thank you guys as well for coming along. I'm probably going to be more mean to you once I get back to America, though. I'm just in my good side because I'm in England right now. But thank you, Tony. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey. Hi, Tony Luke from WrestleTalk. Hey. Um, you said on the media call earlier in the week that some plans were going to have to change for Stadium Stampede due to circumstances out of your control. Uh, you had, um, so what were your plans that you had when it was going to be six on six? Well, I would have loved to have had Ray Phoenix involved in the match, and that wasn't possible. Uh, and it... I had different plans for the match without getting in exactly the changes we made worked perfectly. And I think it was a great night and given the circumstances, it was uh, the perfect audible, but it did have to make some adjustments based on some of the circumstances this week. And I actually never said it was the stadium stampede that would be changing. I said there would be changes on the card and there were both the stadium stampede and the coffin match for different reasons, but good reasons in both cases. So I did end up making a couple changes this week, and I thought the card came out strong. It was the best card, in my personal opinion, that we'd ever put together, and it was our most successful show. Uh, but it was a challenging week, and we did have to make some changes to the plans. But Ray Phoenix was involved in our plans, and at one point uh, I also really was hoping to have Pac involved. And I think that would have made a lot of sense with a lot of the things we filmed. And going back to Death Before Dishonor, it was an amazing show. I would have loved to have had Pac as a part of it. I would have loved to have had Jamie Hayter as a part of it. Two of the top homegrown British stars in AEW, maybe the top homegrown British male star and the top homegrown female British star. Now, it's maybe not fair to say Pac homegrown because he wrestled on TV. So before I get out of the gate, I guess I think about it. He has been with us since day one. He was at the very first thing we ever did. He's part of the original AEW, but to be fair, Pac had established himself on a worldwide level and was probably pretty well known. So I, I'd understand if you didn't consider him a homegrown star, but he's definitely a day one star. And two people that have been with us since 2019, the first year of the company, that were both great British stars that I was hoping to have involved tonight and both great former champions in AEW to have you know the, the former All-Atlantic champion and, and trios champion Pac and the former women's world champion, Jamie Hayter. They were big part of my original plans for the show. Absolutely. Also Brian Danielson, the American dragon, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. I would love to have had him, but I think the show was so amazing. And that's, what's great about having a great team is even when there's injuries in sports, people step up and we saw that whether it was changing the stadium stampede or Christian cage, stepping in to the great coffin match or a lot of the other changes we made along the way, uh, it worked out and it was like the perfect storm of great pro wrestling and it felt like perfect night. And then we have something to look forward to as well because we're coming back here next year. And I'm, I don't know, I don't know what's to come in the next year, but I'm very optimistic that hopefully all three of them, Brian Danielson and Pac and Jamie Hayter would all be here next year in addition to so many of the great stars you saw so that's something cool we have to look forward to august 25th 2024 uh and there were other changes that happened along the way too but the bulk of tonight's show and really the thread of tonight's show and the story was stuff we wanted to do for a long time so 
I think the spirit of tonight's show was perfect, but definitely some changes throughout the week. Like I said, to the stadium stampede this week and the coffin match, obviously on Wednesday in particular, but also I think it made for a great show on Wednesday. I, I, I really felt very strong about Wednesday's show. It's hard to do a really good go home show to cover that many bases on a show like this. And some things we did cover on collision in some ways, I think having collision made it possible to do more great go-home storytelling because there were some great segments, I thought, across both shows. Instead of having to pack everything into Dynamite and Rampage, really all three things had uh, great wrestling. And we've had a lot of success, you know, the launch of Collision. The ratings have have been strong. It's helped us really build our international numbers. And Rampage, doing some really good numbers. I haven't said these numbers out loud anywhere, but uh, this month Rampage is up 97% in the UK year over year on ITV. On ITV1, it is up 97% year over year. That is tremendous. I'll have more numbers to come out later this week, but our, we're having an amazing year on ITV. This week's Rampage, this past week's, was actually the highest rated episode of the entire year on ITV. Uh, our reach is up huge. So I understand uh, John Williams and the great people at ITV will have more viewership numbers that I'll be able to pass on to the media about what we've done here to grow the brand. But that's part of why I feel very comfortable saying that we've come here. It's the first time I've said it today, but I have been saying it a lot in the media that I feel that you, AEW is the number one company in the UK. Now we've done the number one paid attendance in the history of pro wrestling. And it was right here in the UK and we were doing great numbers on ITV. Thanks to the great fans. And I'm very excited uh, to talk about this show also being available uh, down the line to watch on ITV4, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, thank you for asking. Uh, Marcus Grunemann with Headlock in Germany. Um, when you initially announced uh, All In, you talked about it would be in conjunction with a 100-year celebration of uh, Warner Brothers. And a lot of people speculated that it either would be on, on Max and streaming, maybe be a free uh, television special. Um, now you chose to go the pay-per-view route. And um, as a follow-up question, um, both WWE and UFC basically sold their pay-per-view businesses to major media companies. So would that be something that you'd be interested in also doing in the future? And you talked about um, possibly increasing the number of pay-per-views as well. So maybe you can give us an, an update on that. What a great question. Thank you. You've set me up for so many great things. Uh, now, do you now being an international fan, and I see Dave asking for the microphone. Dave would be probably as uh, one of the leading experts on pro wrestling business and on sports business. Also, this is an area of expertise, Dave, where you could dwarf what I know about it. As I understand it, the UFC and WWE pay-per-view models, even though they both work with a major media provider, those are very different models as far as how the pay-per-views yeah, are distributed, true. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the UFC, it's still on pay-per-view, but ESPN purchased the business and still sells it as a pay-per-view and actually a high-priced pay-per-view. It's like 80 bucks plus, right? You know, plus a subscription. And then uh, WWE is not like an added pay-per-view. It's just on Peacock and you get it with a Peacock subscription. Right. So, um, but both companies got a lot of money. You know, I mean, you know, I think one was 175 and the other was 200 million. So yeah, if you got if you get that deal, Tony, just get that deal. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would love to put something together. It's a great question. I think that that establishes there are multiple different models for a company to deliver their pay per view events or their premium live events or whatever you want to call them through a streaming network. We've been talking a lot and having great conversations with the top executives at Warner Brothers Discovery, and there's been a lot of interest. 
since the merger in AEW from the very beginning. And when Discovery joined Warner Brothers, when the top Discovery executives came in as our new bosses, it was a really exciting day. And they've paid more attention to AEW than we have really since the very first year. It's really cool for us. And I've had a lot of great conversations with the people at Max about what we can do in the future, not only for the home of these top AEW events, shows like All In, the biggest night in the history of pro wrestling, and like our shows we've been doing for years, like All Out and Double or Nothing, Full Gear, Revolution, and now Forbidden Door. Those are our top events. We're going to continue with those events, and you've set me up for a huge announcement that I was really looking forward to make. Uh, I think everybody has had access to this, although you might not know that uh, it has been announced September 30th that Saturday Night Collision will be taking place at Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena. What has not been announced and what I was really looking forward to talking about, and I'm so glad you set me up so I didn't have to bring it up out of nowhere, it was October 1st last year that Mr. Antonio Inoki passed away. I don't believe I would be in this position had he not done so many of the great things he did. And I think New Japan Pro Wrestling carried the torch for strong style pro wrestling for the top junior heavyweight wrestlers and so many of the top stars in AEW and ROH have wrestled in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And now New Japan Pro Wrestling is a great partner to us. And I was devastated last year when Mr. Inoki passed. I did not know Antonio Inoki at all, but I really looked up to him. He was a hero of mine. And I took note of it, and that date, October 1st, has stuck with me. We are coming up next week, next weekend, with All Out. And you asked me about doing more pay-per-view events, more big shows. And I can announce here for the first time that on October 1st at the Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, it will be the first ever Wrestle Dream. Wrestle Dream uh, one year anniversary of the passing of wrestling's greatest dreamer. And I thought it would be very fitting. And after all out, you won't have to wait for full gear in November. Uh, speaking of full gear, I guess I can confirm what I've seen in the media. I don't know how, I don't know how y'all found out, but people seem to find out. I can confirm that this year, Full Gear will take place November 19th. November 18th, excuse me, because it's Saturday. Excuse me, that's right. The, 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 thank you. Saturday, November 18th, uh, because the Jaguars are November 19th. That's right. So sa uh, Saturday, November 18th, it'll be, we'll go back to Saturday pay-per-views. will be Sunday, October 1st. And uh, Full Gear, we will continue the Saturday night tradition. Thank you, Raph. It'll be Saturday night, November 18th. Uh, we will be in Los Angeles at the Forum for full gear and very excited to go back to the forum where we've had some of the greatest nights in AEW. Uh, we've done two of our best episodes of dynamite, I think uh, last year and this year at the forum. And it'll be great to make our pay-per-view debut in one of the biggest markets for full gear. But like I said, you don't have to wait for full gear for us to return to pay-per-view after all out. I'm very excited about Russell dream. It's going to be a great show. There'll be a lot of people interested uh, what I have planned for Seattle. I have great plans for Seattle. October 1st, uh, we'll be there again Saturday night, September 30th at the Climate Pledge Arena for Collision. That's been announced, and now I can officially announce to you, and I've been planning to announce to you, Wrestle Dream. It's something I'm very excited about and I've wanted to do for a year now, and uh, I think it's very fitting that 
we pay tribute to Mr. Inoki. Uh, I first saw the stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling when I was seven years old watching WCW. And now for us to be the home of pro wrestling on TBS and TNT and also here on ITV, uh, which carried WCW at that time when a lot of the great stars in New Japan Pro Wrestling were in WCW. And I feel like when WCW went away, there were things that got lost. There were things that are missing from the wrestling business. And there's a there's something we've been able to bring back, a competition, a balance. I don't know exactly how to put it, but there was something missing from the world of pro wrestling for the last 22 years. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but it is that spirit of competition. And today we've created real competition. Nobody can take this away from us. The numbers are real. We can verify them. I'll hold it up against any show in history. We had 81,035 paid tickets sold today. And I'll put it up against any crowd in the history of the business. And I think that's very cool. So we've hit new heights that even uh, our predecessors in this legacy because a lot of the things we've been fortunate to do whether it's wrestling on tbs tnt itv these great channels and being partners with new japan pro wrestling sending wrestlers to the tokyo dome bringing in the top stars from new japan even some of the same people i mean we've had you know yuji nagata on uh dynamite competing for championships it's pretty cool and i thought it would be very fitting to go to Seattle for that show, October 1st, and I'm very excited to announce the first ever AEW Wrestle Dream in Seattle, October 1st. Thank you. What a great question. Um, just following up on that, I had, yeah, a, I had another question, but um, when you say Wrestle Dream and, and, and uh, tribute to Anoki, does that mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that to mean you probably have a lot of New Japan people on the show. I'm hopeful. I've talked to them about it, and I think they want to participate in the show and send people, and they're very supportive of it, and that I want to do something for him. And I think we have a great business relationship, so it would make sense. And I do think they are very supportive of the event, and I think everybody was happy that I wanted to do something to pay tribute to his legacy here in America because I think there's a lot of American wrestling fans uh, who were introduced to – top stars, a lot of Japanese stars, but even Lucha stars and some of the top American stars that were established through Mr. Inoki's New Japan Pro Wrestling promotion. It's amazing how many of the biggest names today and of all time came through Mr. Inoki's New Japan Pro Wrestling. And New Japan Pro Wrestling is very supportive of the event, so I do expect them to participate in it, and we'll have our top stars involved too. So so just um, as, far as, as far as tonight's show, um, what was the final gate and... Have you gotten any kind of um, early uh, figures on pay-per-view? Pay-per-view is tremendous. It's going to be our biggest pay-per-view in well over a year and one of our biggest of all time. It's up there with our biggest pay-per-views, and that's really exciting. And you don't always get a lot of second chances in life. And this is a true statement that I've said to a lot of people. And there are a few people around here. I feel like for the entire company – we were in such a hot place at one point and I'll never forget looking back. We had this great night at the forum last summer, but by the time it was over, we were in a really challenging position and I've talked to people about it a little bit, but like when that week started, we had Brian Danielson, CM Punk and Adam Cole all healthy and MJF was an active part of the roster. And by the end of that week, three of those people were injured and MJF had walked out. 
And Adam Cole in particular, I was really worried about. And MJF walked off the show at the forum and it was a pretty crazy moment. And the summer was challenging. And tonight, the show's as good as it ever has been. AEW was better than it's ever been. And it was our biggest night. You don't get a lot of second chances in life to get back when you get that hot, that red hot. And I always wanted one more shot. And I felt like tonight was our chance to get as hot as we've ever been. And I think we are. And for Adam Cole, Adam Cole was red hot when he came in two years ago next week. And for a variety of reasons, it wasn't until this summer and everything that built into today and Adam Cole against anything everybody would have told you even just a few months ago, walked into the Wembley Stadium hotter than he's ever been. And a few months ago, several months ago, people didn't even know Adam Cole was ever going to wrestle again. And if you told somebody Adam Cole is going to walk into this show on August 27th hotter than he's ever been, that would be quite a fucking feat, ladies and gentlemen, because Adam Cole has been really fucking hot before. And uh, he was completely out of the wrestling business. And he had to come in, start from scratch, and work his way back up to the top. And for Adam Cole to be as hot as he's ever been, that's pretty special. And then the acclaimed. The acclaimed have had the crowd behind them for a while. They had an organic support. And I thought tonight could be their biggest moment, their, this great moment, the world's biggest scissor party. I was really excited for them. And for them, it was a second chance to get as hot as they've been and have as big a moment as they've had. And they've been, again, they've been incredibly hot. So in so many ways, for so many people, it felt like a second chance. And then for Soraya to come in here and think she's never going to wrestle again and to think her biggest shows, her best days in wrestling are behind her. And she came into AEW, and I don't think she knew what to expect. Uh, and it's been quite a journey, and it's been quite a year, but for it to end up here when she wasn't sure she was ever going to wrestle again, again, there's, you don't get a lot of second chances like that in life. MJF. MJF walking out of the show. MJF putting me in a challenging position in public. And then to come back and to come back under scrutiny, to come back under challenging circumstances. Next week marks one year since he came back. And again, He's hotter than he's ever been. And that is a testament to him. It's a testament to Adam Cole. And it's a testament to everyone in AEW and the wrestling fans. But there are so many examples on this show where it's amazing. It's a redemption. There aren't a lot of second chances in life. And to have that many people have a shot at redemption and pull it off tonight, it was redemption for a bunch of us. And it's the greatest night of my life in the pro wrestling business. And I'm just really grateful to everybody who, who's made it possible. I know it seemed like a crazy idea when we announced this and there were a lot of people questioning it, but it's been the best thing we've ever done. And I'm, I'm very excited about it. Hey. Hi, Tony. What's the crack with you? Hey, um, Jay Hunter, OSW review here. Um, First of all, congratulations on all your success, not just tonight, it's an incredible night, and just in, with AEW in general. Now, you have such an infectious enthusiasm for pro wrestling. Like, you go back, way back with the ECW arena and the Jericho signs and that. 
but I was just wondering, like, wrestling is full of, like, snake oil salesmen, brother, you know? How, and, and you've done so well in pro wrestling. How do you protect yourself from pro wrestling? I think by becoming a force in pro wrestling, and also I think I've made some moves from the beginning that helped us. Like, I had so many people when I announced my intentions to people in the business that I wanted to get into wrestling, everybody was coming out of the woodwork trying to sell me the wrestling company. I didn't want to buy them. And I wanted to start something special with AEW. We changed the market. And in doing so, a wrestling company that had been in business for over 20 years in Ring of Honor had to reevaluate and they were no longer able to stay in business the way things stood. And I was really proud that I was able to take a company that had a great history that had at one point, I believe, been the number two wrestling promotion in the world, but wasn't anymore, and bring it to special heights. And to have the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship tonight defended in front of the largest paid crowd in history, I don't think anybody would have expected that a few years ago. And to have the Ring of Honor World Champion competing on such a card, and it's unthinkable. And... There were a lot of companies that were in a very different place several years ago. I don't think New Japan Pro Wrestling was a big fan of AEW or mine personally when we launched this promotion, but I'm also an honest person and I tell it like it is and they know that now and that's part of how we built this great relationship. I think they watched what we did and built a reputation for honesty and straightforwardness and good intentions and after a couple years, really just a couple years, I think it made all the sense in the world for New Japan Pro Wrestling to reevaluate things and choose AEW as their new partner. And in that time, the landscape has changed very, very much. So I've just tried to navigate the business utilizing things I learned in sports because connections I've made in the world of football, Premier League football with my friend over here. And, uh, the NFL, I've learned a lot about the sports business. Also, I own one of the largest sports analytics engineering companies and work with dozens of partners across multiple sports and media properties. So I've had a lot of experience in the sports business, and I love pro wrestling and studying the history of pro wrestling. And nobody gets it right all the time. I certainly don't get it right all the time. I've just tried to use my judgment, my uh, understanding of wrestling history, and everything I've learned in sports. Thanks. Hey, two more questions for Tony. Go right here. Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, Sean. Hey, hey Tony, you uh, announced Wrestle Dream and Full Gear. How does that affect the schedule for Collision? Are those preempted, rescheduled, moved to another well, night? Well, Wrestle Dream is on a Sunday. There's Collision okay. on Saturday night. Uh, and it actually, uh, the Full Gear will be still on Saturday. We'll have Collision. I think we're planning to do Collision on Friday, actually, at the Forum is the plan, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and so that'll uh, be a big Friday. So we've got two nights at the Forum with Friday night uh, and Saturday night coming up in November. And as for uh, the Seattle collision, that's already announced for Saturday, September 30th. And then uh, Saturday, September 30th. And then just now I announced Sunday, October 1st, which coincidentally is the date the Jaguars are here. So I will not be.
Um, just in terms of next year's all-in show, I think people, fans would love to see Dynamite, Collision, Rampage, like just a week-long UK wrestling event. Uh, I don't know if that's in your sights immediately, but maybe down the line. And then if you had to pinpoint some international pay-per-view stadium shows, what countries would you like to target in three to four years' time? It's a great question. I can't say as far as stadiums and other markets because it's such a huge swing when you do it. And I'm not ready to make that aggressive of a leap yet, honestly, at promising another stadium show until we come back here one year from now, August 25th, for All In next summer, next bank holiday, August weekend, here at Wembley Stadium. Uh, but that's a, that's a great question. Uh, and then what was the first part of your question? I think it's a great uh, it's a great idea. I don't want to change what made this weekend so special, but I think it's a great idea. I didn't think it would be appropriate for this week because I really felt strongly that the debut of AEW in London, the debut of AEW in the UK, and the debut of AEW in Europe should be here tonight. This had to be the first show. A lot of people ask me about putting Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision in the UK or in Europe ahead of this event, logistically might've made sense in some ways, except for the fact that I believe a huge part of the milestone and the energy of tonight was that it was the first time ever. And that was pretty special, but there's only one first time. So admittedly that wouldn't be as much of a concern next year. So I would consider it, but I can't commit to that yet, but it's certainly a good thought and it wouldn't have the exact same obstacle I had this year. That's a great question. I will do one more. And then I will go. Well, you got you got a pretty good one in now. So we'll get two more. I have to do somebody that didn't get one. But yeah, you you had a very good question. What is it? Thank you. Um, yeah, my, our, our listening uh, listeners have been pestering me to ask this. So, um, when can we expect? Uh, doesn't have to be a big stadium show, but when can we expect uh, AW in Germany or in uh, mainland Europe? And also, can you talk a little bit about how happy you are with the ratings in Germany on DMAX, which is part of the uh, WBD family, and uh, maybe an update on if we can get Collision on uh, in Germany on television as well? Well, with Collision coming out, and uh, really it was TNT that asked for Collision, and we delivered. And what it's done, it's created demand in many markets, over 100 markets, with AEW in over 150 countries now. There's tons of places that want collision. And one thing that it's done, to answer your last question first, it's really helped our streaming business internationally. AEW Plus has gone through the roof, and this is our biggest year yet. We've had huge growth, and I think a big part of it has been adding collision in a number of countries. The ratings in Germany, very exciting. Discovery, very excited about that part of the business. And in our partnership with them, I think that's been a, a great step having the TV there in Germany, and it is something we've talked about. Now, that is a great market. The NFL, as I've uh, aforementioned, National Football League, and uh, another place I work. By the way, that's a big deal that I'm not going to be here October 1st because I've, I, uh, we've had about 200 games with the Jaguars since my family took over the team. This will only be out of 200, the fourth one I haven't been at. And all of them were because of either AEW or Fulham, uh, and there was one where I had COVID. 
and uh and uh several years ago so uh i it'll be uh, i've i always have a good reason if i'm not at a jags game and there's only been a couple times ever and i've never missed one in jacksonville ever and uh hopefully never will so for germany that's one of the best markets in all of sports nfl is having huge success there right now and uh, we're very involved in the international committees on international presentations of the NFL. And obviously the Jaguars play in Europe every year here at Wembley stadium. And this year we're also playing an away match at Tottenham. Uh, NFL is having a big presence in Germany and a lot of success. We're finding it's a great market. It's also a great market for AEW and live event touring. I think that has a lot of potential and we've had a lot of questions about great markets here for pro wrestling, including Mexico and Puerto Rico, Chile, I would add Germany to that list and say that it is definitely one of the best markets in the world to go to. In addition to some of the ones we've talked about here, uh, that would make a lot of sense. Now it is something to think about because I do think there were a lot of German fans here. I've already talked to a lot of the German fans here and fans from all over the world this week from other countries, our friend from Italy over here and uh, people all over uh, came to see this show from all over Europe, all over the world. So that is something to think about. Um, But definitely Germany would be a great option. And, uh, and then was there anything else to that question? I think that I get all three of your three parts. Good. Well, thank you. My pleasure. Great stuff. And I will do one more. And this is the last one because uh, I, the great PR team wants me to go so they can go to the after party. Awesome. Um, Lyric Swinton, Women's Wrestling Talk. Congratulations on an awesome show tonight. Um, one of the things that was noticeable from the all-in card that was missing was there was only one women's match. Obviously, the four-way was a callback to their original all-in. Yes. Um, but there were some stars um, that were noticeably missing, like Athena, Willow, Nightingale, Chris Statlander. Um, can we expect more women's matches to be on the all-out card and on future pay-per-view cards going forward? Well, we've announced Ruby versus Chris Statlander for the TBS championship. We'll have to see what kind of condition Saray is in coming out of this match. It's a great question. A lot of the card tonight was both featuring as many of the top stars in AEW as I could get, so a lot of the biggest stars in the company we're not on this show, and that's why we have big matches like Miro versus Powerhouse Hobbs and obviously Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander next week. I think the pacing of the show tonight was probably the best we've ever had, the best show we've ever done. So to add more, I think, would have been challenging. But also, uh, we have so many great stars across both the men's and women's division, great wrestlers. I think the card in many ways was uh, – I tried to pace it perfectly, and I think we did pretty great. One thing I – would note and you said it yourself a lot of the card was paying homage to the original all-in the four-way match uh dr brett baker participated on the original all-in and that was uh the key women's match on the original show and madison rain pointed that out in her commentary as well that she was also in that original four-way uh and dr brett baker participated uh i had the golden elite in a trios match kind of a call back to the original all-in and uh Definitely, there were a lot of top stars, men and women, I was hoping to get on tonight's card. And there were a lot of people uh, that wanted to be on the show. And I hope uh, we can continue to get all the top stars in. But also, I want to pace the shows and be able to have great matches without having to rush through. So I was I was really excited about the card and also very happy for Soraya. I thought it was a great moment. Uh, and I would love to try and get some of those top stars in all out and also next year's all in. I think you mentioned some, some great names and those would be great names for the show. So that's a great question. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, I just wanted to close out. I've, I've mentioned some of the statistics 
Um, but I can't stress it enough. This was the biggest paid attendance in the history of pro wrestling on the planet. All of you were a part of making that happen. Uh, and most of you are here as unbiased journalists, but I know all of you at some point have been a wrestling fan. Uh, and even though you're not here to give uh, uh, favoritism or coverage, I do hope you can all appreciate that all of you were a big part of history night and saw something really special and historic and noteworthy and newsworthy. So when you're covering this, uh, I hope you can take a moment to sit back and reflect on the fact that pro wrestling is an art form that has been practiced for over a hundred years all over this planet and in recorded history, nobody can ever find an example of more people paying to come to a pro wrestling show than this one. Uh, that is an amazing achievement, especially for a company that is a startup company, a challenger brand. And, uh, I'm very proud of that, but I'm also really grateful. And I always say this, a lot of you have been to the scrums before, but I really appreciate all of you. And I know a lot of you traveled a long way to be here. I tried to answer as many questions as possible from everybody here. And man, uh, what a night, what an honor to be a part of this. And I hope to see some of you next week at All Out. And if I don't see you next week at All Out, I certainly hope to see every single one of you next year, right back here in the same room, a year from now, August 25th at Wembley Stadium, next year for All In. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Cultaholic.